Big Live, Australia's number one pop culture podcast and TV series. I'm your host, Todd Bailey. Joining me on the podcast tonight. Wake up, on the pots and pans. Hey, big fella. Hey, what's happening? No, not a lot. I'll tell you what is happening. Mm. We've got a special guest tonight, mister. <gasps> the specialist of guest... The geek of all trades, Steve Muller. I was going to say, what, are you going to forget to introduce yourself there? You had a big, <laughs> big break there. Did you forget your own name? See, the problem is, see, the problem is he's the host of his own podcast. <laughs> but when and he's on our podcast, he's the work experience kid. I That's actually right. did forget my name. Oh, <laughs> see what we're going to work with, folks? See, the, see, the problem is he's he's used to doing his whole spiel, saying, yeah. welcome to the show, I'm such and such. When someone else does it, it kind of throws it, you off It, it game. throws you off. Like, I couldn't even say the word specialists. Like, I still can't say it. No, I'm all over the shop. That's because you I'm too full of Krispy Kreme and fat burger. Oh, we have just had uh, Krispy Kreme. Uh, like, oh, I went and grabbed a thing of four pack of Krispy Kreme. So we're going to fight out. Ginge took the pink one. Um, Bastard. Seriously, I'm, I'm pink gonna, donuts gonna, are the best. I'm going to eat it live on the show. Uh, yeah, I, um, I took the chalky one because I like the chalky ones. I made sure I finished swallowing before we started so you didn't have this whole... <laughs> You'll hear that with Ginge soon <laughs> enough. Yeah. Um, guys, big week. Uh, geeky stuff. Also sad. Uh, yeah. We will make mention because I'm a big fan of the movies. Uh, Paul Walker. That was sad, the passing of Paul Walker. Now I'm a fan of the... I always loved him in um, the Fast and the Furious you, franchise. I loved him in the Skulls. Was he in Skulls? Yeah. He, he was too he, with Josh Jackson. He That's was. Right. He was the other... Um, the main guy. That's right, he, yeah. he was also... Wasn't he also in a movie called Meet the Deedles? Where he's like a surfer, sort of almost taking off uh, Keanu Reeves in Bill and Ted. Well, he was in that, was it um, the Deep Blue or something? The one with Jessica Alba? Yep, that was a good movie too. Uh, But anyway, can't believe, you know, 40 years of age. Mm. I always thought he was a little bit younger than that. But um, he will be missed. And I'll tell you what, here at Geeks Week, uh, we're going to miss you, Paul Walker, because I thought he was a great Mm. actor. But anyway, that was a sad bit of the news for the week. Um, other big geeky stuff out. The Amazing Spider-Man Two trailer has oh, hit the web today. That was insane. It was freaking awesome. I love so it. many Easter eggs just in that trailer just that I trailer can't wait for own. the film. Did you haven't watched it yet? Have you? Well, do you want to go through it and, and, and explain uh, the Steve, Easter eggs to me? Quick, uh, in quick description. Oh, of it? It, it's basically just going on. It, it's continuing the story of the Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but they're setting up. You know, Norman Osborn's in this one, yep. and God, he is a sickly-looking man in this. <laughs> uh, Harry's in it, and. Yep. From the get go, we thought we all thought Harry was going to be the the good Harry. Yep, yep. But this nah. trailer is already setting him up to be bad. It looks like he's a goblin, very similar to um, James Franco yep. mm. in Spider Man Three, similar suit, but. Then it come, becomes more of a hobgoblin esque. It's spiky yeah. hair and elf ears and pale so face. Which direction they go in? Mm. But there are some awesome Easter eggs. They're walking through Oscorp and you see Doc Ock, Doc Ock's arms on yeah. the wall. And vultures' wings, oh. so setting all this kind of stuff yeah. up. Yeah, and then they go into this chamber, and there's six doors that begin to open. And Sinister they have six? said before that they do want to do Sinister Six. Mm. And so you've already got Norman Osborn. Yep. There's one, maybe two goblins in this. You've yep. got the Rhino. You've yep. got Electro. Yep. But best part of it, and Todd is going to agree with me on this one. Yep. The suit. Oh, the suit looks amazing. They've gone more traditional comic book looking suit. Yeah, it's yeah. gone back to the really it's the bright, lighter it's, blue. It's, 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 it's brighter, so bright. And, it, and when it, when you see this, the bits of him, you know, uh, web slinging his way through the city. Yep. I turned to Stephen and I said, "That looks fucking awesome. Yeah. That is what Spider Man should have yeah. been." Uh, from and you know, and when you watch it, there's this one part at the end with Electro throwing electricity at him and the way he's jumping off things and spinning around. You know it's been filmed for 3D. Oh, the yeah. way everything yeah. is rushing towards yep. the camera. I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's on our Facebook page, the link. You can go and find it on YouTube yourself. Um, check it on out. I, it'll be a big hit next year, I guarantee. We'll be there opening day for sure. Oh, do, you, hell do, yeah. do you think that it's going to be uh, let down by the fact that there's multiple bad guys in it? Like, like, kind of like Spider Man Three. I, d- yeah. I don't think so because these guys seem to be doing it right. Yep, they're basing this one more off the Ultimate Universe, which, as we all know, is the better universe. They real. It, it's more for the modern. Are you looking age. at me there like you thought you were going to get an argument? <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember, actually did. No, I um, I'll, hand on heart, I think uh, the original Ultimate Spider Man was awesome. You, I, and you have been selling that to me since the day you opened. Yeah, um, I I had a soft spot for the original mm. one written by Bendis mm-hmm. and uh, with Mark Bagley on the artwork. I thought it was really good. It lost its way later on. It certainly did. And then Ultimate new, Universe lost its way after at and after Ultimatum. Yes, you're dead right. Because um, I was a big fan of the the first two volumes of Ultimate Fantastic Four. Mm. Um, that was really, really well done. And then, of course, Ultimate X-Men. I think the first six or seven volumes were oh, just fantastic. Oh, that just, that just and kept going and going. Yeah. And, 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 of course, no. the, the, the be-all and end-all, Ultimates. The first yeah. 
Brian Hitch and Mark Miller. Yeah, uh, well, the, Mark uh, Miller. Uh, he did. Yeah, he did a chunk of it. Yeah, but mm. the, uh, like uh, right through to the Joe Mad, uh, which was essentially Ultimates oh, Three. Oh my God, Joe so Mad! You had Ultimates One and Volume One and Two. Mm-hmm. You had Ultimates Two, One and Two, and mm-hmm. then you had one volume of Ultimates Three, which, which was, was the Mad. Death of Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and like who all killed them. Scarlet Witch? Read all of that, and you'll just go fucking nuts. And then it just lost its way. It but no, no, you you just read the first two Ultimates books, like Ultimates One, One and Two. Yeah, Brian Hitch's artwork. Ah, oh, it's. You know, when you've got the Hulk screaming that like he's going to rip knees. off Freddie Prince Jr.'s head and <laughs> off, rip out his skull and use it as a toilet, and then this massive bolt of lightning comes down like right through New York City. Like, Brian Hitch, he knows how to draw cities. Like, he takes photo reference yep. and draws them exact. Yeah, cool. yep. That whole subway fight, every, everything about that was awesome. And then, yeah, it just went... Yeah. Sadly, sadly. But I think uh, what Marvel should do is now do something, not don't call it Ultimate, but, um, you know, I thought, was hoping they were going to do it with the 6... Uh, was it the 616? 616 universe. Uh, universe. When they did their, their relaunch, and you can't see it on Marvel the, now. I'm doing the inverted Finger bloody, quotes. Finger quotes here. And, um, like, it's... Te- to, at least within our story, and, and as a personal guy, like, mm-hmm. my personal opinion there, as a reader, mm-hmm. I have not enjoyed the Marvel relaunch. That, that's the highlights out of it, Daredevil. Um, that was well, pretty it, good. It and got me back into X Men. Superior all Spider-Man. new X Men, uncanny X Men. It's brought me back with all the X titles. Superior Spidey has been freaking amazing. I'm, I'm but really aren't they it. aren't they wrapping up the Ultimate Universe completely? Well, Isn't that well, the whole point of Cataclysm hope. right now? Because they've brought in Galactus because of the whole thing with the Avengers vs X Men. It caused the there was too much time. No, not Avengers vs X Men. Sorry, uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, yep. they they basically fucked with the time stream one too many times. Mm-hmm. I think Angela from Spawn has appeared in the Marvel yeah, Universe. Yeah. The big bad Galactus, the original one, not this freaking drone insectoid army that the Ultimate Universe had. Galactus. Yeah, Galactus. He has now appeared in the Ultimate That's the whole point of Cataclysm. Yep. And there's the rumour that this is tying it all up. This is like Ultimatum, but literally they are finishing it. Well, I hope that's what they do, and then what I'd love to see, I'd love to see Marvel, in, it'd be great, one month, just cancel all the fucking titles, full on, cancel the lot. Cancel all 17 Deadpool titles. Yeah, and restart, <laughs> no seriously, restart fresh, fresh tape, a bit like what DC did with the new 52, because it, yep. it did work, it, like, I mean, yeah, it's had its problems along the way and everything else, but honestly, like, DC, like I know within my own store, it still sells. It still yeah. sells amazing, you know? I mean, yeah, there's some hits and misses along the way that they... I, I dropped a few, you know? like, I've spoken about it before on, on this podcast, like Teen Titans eventually got dropped and everything, yeah. but I'm still reading my Green, Green Lantern's comeback. I mean, Batman, that John's Scott, left. Scott Snyder and Batman, Greg Capullo. Aquaman just keeps rocking Aquaman's it. Aquaman's fantastic. Um, Justice League was good for a while. It had a mm. few, once again, it was one that had a few misses in it. But um, I've, I've always said, and I, this is, I'm going to explain it, I've always said, as mm. a retailer, this the last 10 years I've been preaching this, no one's... <laughs> Listen to me. What they ought to do, because uh, as a retailer, I struggle sometimes to get people to pick up series. Because they'll come and go, oh, what's really good? Oh, this is the start of a new story arc. Yeah, but it's issue 61 of, of, of yep. you know, like yep. action comics or whatever else. And you just kind of go, yeah, but it's the start of a new story. No, because I don't you have the feel 60 like issues. You need to read yeah. issue right? one. So I thought about it one day. And I thought, what they, the companies need to do, and this mm-hmm. is great, have it so that you go, right, do it by year. So next year, 2014, yep. you yep. go, here's Batman... 2014, 1 to 12, mm-hmm. plus an annual, right? So you, yep. you number them, 1 to 12, and you keep that, the... That would make the annuals actually useful. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? But what you do, so you have on the, on the cover, you know, like Batman, and it, yeah, you know, in the corner you go, 2014, number 1, yep. mm-hmm. through to number 12, right? Yep. Do that, and you get a creative team on it for a fucking year. You lock your creative team in for 12 Don't get rid of them for a month. Hey? No, that's all. You know, oh, I'm only going to do three issues, and then I'm off it, right? Yeah. Lock a creative team in for 12 issues, mm-hmm. right? And then what you do, that's two trades worth there mm-hmm. alone. So you've got two guaranteed trades a year. Yep. Uh, like, oh, you know, coming yeah. out of that series. Yep, yep. But it, keep it in print, those early issues. Keep reprinting them until, you know, you think that the demand tapers off. So someone comes, as a retailer, someone comes and goes, oh, I'm looking for a new, you know, Aquaman book. Well, here's Aquaman 2014. Or we've got the first six issues up there. Issue seven comes out, you know, next month. Yep. Um, and you go and, and you sell them as in right, um, and then it finishes at number twelve. Next year will be twenty fifteen, uh, Aquaman twenty fifteen, and they announce a and new o- creative And obviously team. Yeah. they tie into each other in some way. Like they're not going to completely reboot the continuity no, you don't re- no, you don't every reboot. time, but you don't need to have read the years the, worth the year previous. You don't to really know what's to going on. To understand the story. No, that's what's right. Going and what on. you could do in the first issue, um, which Marvel used to, I don't know whether they still do, and a lot of stuff anymore. But you do a quick recap page. 
Yeah, just do a, a recap page uh, with the origin of Batman and all that kind of stuff, or the origin well, of Aquaman. Because when you think about it, in, in the first be, issue of each year, yeah, if we're going to be pedantic about reading from issue one, yep, are we really going to buy an Action Comics number one to read Superman from the very beginning? God no. Like we've we've all picked up comics at some point. I think when I first started collecting comics, my first comic I bought that got me into collecting was Uncanny X Men number three hundred and thirty. Yep, and X Men number. 50, which was it was when onslaught was about but, to kick off. This brings me to an, this. I, this did I go back point. and get 329 no, other issues? Ne- neither did I, Matt. I got in like wait, you and I got into Batman, um, Nightfall, we, yeah, Nightfall, Night so, Quest. You know, speaking of which, I saw those d- massive hardcovers. We're doing there. Detective and everything else back then. But yep. we same thing. We picked up. We wanted to go back a few issues that you could go to get the, yeah. the story mm-hmm. arc. But you, didn't, you know, I didn't sit there and go. I'm going to collect from Batman one through to you know 600 or blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't do it. Okay. The problem with today, as a retail, this is me the putting my retail. Problem with kids today. No, this is me putting. It's not just kids; it's, it's adults as well, mate. I'm putting the retailer hat on here mm-hmm. and explaining that people today, if they can't get everything in one hit, they won't bother. Which is why graphic novel sales for us are huge because you go, here's volume one. Well, this, and they'll this is read the entire story. story you need to know yep. from start to finish. And this is what I'm saying: if we, if you took that mentality, like if you catered to the crowd. You will get kids into books easier because you know yep. the parent. Because I, I now have it. Parents come in. They go, oh, um, little Johnny loves uh, loves Avengers. What do you got? Oh, well, there's Avengers AI. There's regular Avengers, yep. New Avengers, Secret Avengers, mm-hmm. fucking Mighty Avengers. You know, here's your mother's Avengers. Um, <laughs> what you? But what they do as soon as you say, oh, they go, oh, okay, but, uh, this is issue fifteen. Do you have the previous fourteen? 14 yeah. No, but this story arc starts. A, oh no, and they put it back on shelf because they. They physically don't understand what you you're telling no. them. No, and this is the thing: it's a barrier. Yeah. To overcome that barrier, like and imagine this: like I'm just saying, it'll increase sales across yeah. the board, right? And the hype, the hype of every year going, we've got a new number one issue coming up for yeah. Batman, yeah. Superman, Green Lantern, you, you Spider-Man, Daredevil, whatever. Christmas and going, you know, there's your Christmas title. Every December is your wrap up of the year. Yeah. yeah. That, there's your stocking stuffer. Boom, done. Yeah, you bring out the annual around that time of year or something yeah. like that. Oh, spring, actually, no, you don't have to spread your annuals out, but you could still do that kind of thing. I feel like the annual you know would probably what? work around after issue 12. It maybe ties up any loose ends, so it comes out in January just before the issue one. Well, that's a good idea. That's a good way to do it. And it, it comes it, out it, New it, Year's Eve. Oh, the annual ties the two years together. Yeah. Like a bit of a bridge. bridge yeah. yeah. It, it, it's so, your, so look, uh, your annual is your recap of the year. So if people are like, oh, you know, I, know, I don't have issue... I know there'll be some fanboys like, and fangirls saying to me, ah, but Todd, great idea, but what about crossovers? This is my thing for crossovers, right? Fuck them off completely. No, no, yeah. If you want to do a, you want to, you want to do a, a, a DC Universe story, right, and you want to have all the characters and everything else in it or crossing over and Should all be in the one book. Should all be, it should be a miniseries. As in, yep. standalone, I don't want to have to read... Um, if, if I'm reading Batman, right, and yep. he says... We get, we, you know, someone goes, oh, we should have Batman and Superman team up and do this big th- with Aquaman and mm. the Justice League, whatever. Right? I, don't, I shouldn't be, as a comic reader, forced to pick up books that I don't normally read to get a whole story. The, okay? Because I might not necessarily have interest in Aquaman. Yeah. But I'm, oh, fuck, I've got to pick up Aquaman. You know, Back Justin. when I started collecting with Onslaught in the Marvel Universe, they did the big Onslaught crossover. And it's the, when the ty- uh, story finally really kicked off, it started with Onslaught X-Men and finished with Onslaught Marvel Universe. Yep. In between that, I was collecting X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, X-Force. Those were my regular titles. But I had to pick up a couple of issues of X-Men, which wasn't one of my books, uh, X Factor, which I wasn't reading, yep. because I needed to know the whole story, and then, you know the, they obviously now collect those into your big your bound graphic, editions. You know, yeah, your graphic novels. But back then, it's like, and look at Blackest Night. I only read all the Green Lantern books. Yeah, but it crossed across into. It crossed over into every single DC book. And I'm like, I don't need to read. I don't have the money for this. This is my point. Um, For those people who love seeing those big, you know, universe-spanning story arcs and everything else. Do it. Have it as as one book. As a standalone um, separate series. And then you can say, well, we're doing two big um, DC universe stories this year. And, you know, like imagine Trinity War, right? Trinity War could have come out of six issues. There's half a year's worth, and then yeah. the f- tail end of the and year. And then Forever you know, Evil. Forever Evil is another six issues at the end of the year. And you, it's, it's ra- it yep. does for trade. It's perfect. It's less confusing. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to... Comic readers aren't stupid, 
Right? I'm not saying sure comic, about that. No, I'm, I'm not saying comic readers are stupid. <laughs> look at Ginge. But what I'm saying is, it's um. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Stop picking on him. But what I'm, I'm saying, saying is, you picking on him as a like, and, and the higher ups of the company should be looking at this from a like a money point of view, a marketing point of yep. view, merchandising point of view. You could do so much fucking more if you went this route. This should be the new direction. Comic monthly comics go in, not ditch villains month. No, yeah, not villains month. <laughs> Fuck's sake, don't ever do that again, DC and Marvel. Don't you fucking try uh, and get in on the act either. What I'm saying is, if all these companies came out and did that, yep, the books would sell amazing. The fucking merchandising would be amazing. Retailers would be over the moon. We could con- continuously have good selling product on the shelves. You know what I mean? Like that. Fuck. This makes sense, people. You know what I'm thinking. What's that? This amazing Spider-Man Two trailer mm-hmm. has just sent us flying. What I want to uh, what I want to <laughs> ask is, do you remember uh, uh, the Batman Adventures? Yes, comic yeah. based on Batman animated series. Yep, right? yep. They were all standalone issues, weren't they? Yes, back in the day. Do you think they need to bring that back into comics? Um, well, I remember originally they were saying that you're going to see some of those standalone or two issue story yeah. arcs in the DC relaunch. That yeah. has been. Well, non-existent, yeah. essentially. Most of them are ongoing I I, I stories. Would have, I would have loved, when I first started collecting comics, is to be able to pick up a one-shot and be able to get a story from start to finish and go, fuck yeah, And not pick it up great. and go, oh, I'm halfway through a six or seven issue who's, story. Who's, who's John Paul Valley? I've never heard of him before <laughs> in my life. But no, like, I, I, I agree 13 years but old, I didn't understand. The problem, the problem today, Ginge, um, stories are so decompressed today by modern writers, they mm. don't know how to write a story to tell it in one yep. issue. Yep. Um, and... That, and I'm not having to dig at the writers. That's just the way they've they've been taught, I guess. I, I, I guess it comes from television writing and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, so hacks. That's hack the, writers. Well, no, a lot of times they're also writing for trade. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my this, well, my that's where idea, the business is. I've never once bought a single issue off you. No. I've I always bought trade paperbacks before my as you so eloquently put it, my devil's device came yep. into my life. I always bought trades because I, I didn't want ads. I didn't want a thousand books stacked up. I wanted them to look, look nice, nice in the bookcase yep. and to be able to pick up a book and go, here's, it's, well, it's the same as the one shot. Mm. For me, it's just a much bigger form of, I've got this one story yep. done. Yep. Yep. Um, and I'll, just harkening back, you know, um, imagine, you know, we were talking about uh, Ultimates earlier. Yep, yep. So you had Ultimates 1, Volume 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was a 12-issue story arc. And then they went Ultimates 2, 1 to 12. Yep. Ultimates 3, which was only six issues, I think, at the time, wasn't it? Steve? Yeah, it was oh, only one issues. trade paperback. Um, pretty much changed, wrapped like, up the Ultimates before that Ultimatum. Ultimates, the way they did Ultimates there, mm-hmm. 12 issues for the first big story arc, yep. wrapped it up into two trades. This is what I'm getting at. Do that. And then they had Ultimates 2, 1 to 12. Done it Which wasn't trades. as good as the first one, but still good, it still was good. going along. But what I'm saying is that's the kind method. of format you could hmm. follow. Yeah. And you know what? It will sell. Because when they were keeping them available in print all the time and, and, and people were digging the Ultimate Universe... We could not keep those books on shelf. Oh, we're dude, I, I used to have we're to order 10 to 15 I'd at a time. I'd come in, you know, get the previews book, and I'd just see the order sheet, and it was just ultimate. And if I accidentally missed one, because I'm like, how the fuck did I miss this? Do you have this? Oh, dude, no, I sold that on first day. Yeah. Gone. That's what, what I'm saying. Like, uh, so, okay. Anyway, we're going to move on from talking about that, but I just want to put it out there. I want to put it out the, there. Watch the Amazing Spider-Man Two trailer. <laughs> but no, I want to put it out there. If anyone knows some some influential people yep. at the big comic companies, pass this idea on to them because right. someone fucking needs to think about it. While we're talking Marvel, did you see Brian Singer tweeted a, a, a oh, thing today? Twenty sixteen. Yes, apocalypse. Man, apocalypse, which I feel like this think? is uh well, like Spider Man, you know, ramping up to Sinister Six. Yep. yep, they've got a. The problem with X Men has always been they always treat the humans as the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got Magneto and everything, but it's always humans are the main enemy. Yep, it's like all no, those there, pesky. Humans. There are plenty of mutants, and especially with X Men Days of Future Past, it's all the time traveling. You got the Sentinels and everything. Yep, they're ramping it up, and it's like once you've done that. You have to go for the big bad. And who is the biggest bad of all in the X-Men universe? Apocalypse. There's a... The name alone. <laughs> the name alone does it. And he is, honestly, my favourite X-Men do you, villain. Do you think that Brian Singer is going to uh, redeem himself? I reckon he will because one? one of the things I hated with uh, X-Men 2, yep. awesome film, yep. was seeing the uh, the concept designs and the stuff that they wanted to do for the danger room but also Archangel Mm. Archangel is my favourite X-Men character of all time missed out on him they bring him in X-Men 3 with fucking mini Michael Bay Brett Ratner at the helm (laughs) mini Michael Bay (laughs) and he was just he was fucking 
superfluous. He he didn't need to be there. Yeah. I want to see he was Angel brought in, in to not and not this fucking butterfly vomit spitting acid thing that you know Zoe Kravitz is Angel in the new X Men movie universe. Mm. I want to see. Warren Worthington III, Angel, and if they're bringing an apocalypse, he is going to fucking transform him into his Angel of Death. Yeah. Mm. That is what I want to see. Well, I guess uh, we'll all have to wait and see how that pans out. Because first we've got to look forward to Days of Future Past. That's right. Well, that's, it's only a few months... A handful of months away, that's it. They've got to ramp it up. I think, has he done it because, you know, you've got... Look at the way um, Age of Ultron was uh, announced at San Diego and Superman, Batman... Mm. That even before this movie's out, they've got to keep people interested in yeah. go, ooh. Speaking of ooh. Superman Batman, news broke this week about yeah. the casting of Wonder Woman. Steve, what's the girl's name again? Is it Gal Gonda? Something along oh. those lines. Gado or something. Uh, okay. She, um, I, I, last Speaking night... Speaking of Fast and the Furious yeah. before with Paul Walker. She, she was in the Fast and Furious. And I, I, I sat down and watched it because I wanted to see... As an actress, does she have the chops to now, which one? act? The way. Fast and the Furious, Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, fast, which title it, it, are we going I think, with? I think this? it was Fast Five. Fast, was the one was I saw. Fast and yeah, yeah. She's in Fast Five, and she's also in uh, fast the one with the rocks. Six. Well, well, yeah. Does it have the rock alert. in it? Yes, it does. Okay, it's the fifth yeah. one. Okay. But anyway, no. Um, she, okay, so she's in those movies. She's being cast. Holy hell! A lot of people are very negative, going, "She's not bulky enough." And she, she doesn't look Amazonian enough. This is something fellow sidekick mentioned to me that he reckons a lot of the, you know, the passionate fans are going to get their little panties in a knot. What is uh, Wonder Woman quite renowned for physically? Uh, Boobs. Without, yeah, I was gonna, well, thanks, James, for taking the bullet on that one. Uh, without without she's, sounding she's, misogynistic. She's, she's buxom. She's, she's very buxom. Yeah. She's an Amazon. Yeah. And, she's Amazonian, and, and, yeah. And, and, and this actress... Look, she may be a really great actress, yeah. but physicality is going to be a part of this role Cause that is going to go down cause in the history. Because the idea of, the, of an Amazonian woman is they're uh, sporty, they're, they're, they're super fit, they can hunt, they are equal to the, the toughest of men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they don't you know, need f- men. Physically tough, when, is when, what I'm saying. When, so they, when they put her as an actress, st- stand next to Henry Cavill, Cavill and... and- Ben Affleck, because have you seen Ben Affleck? Um, have you seen Ben he, Affleck? He, he's cut something. Sh- he the, looks the, like a V. The director really? he's working. Seen it. Oh, man, the no. director of the film he's working on at the moment has actually had to say to him, "Can you please stop bulking up and stop exercise?" <laughs> no, he's he, had to because he's, 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 he's changed within the film. Like old mates noticed. Oh crap! If you keep going, you're you're going to ruin this. You're going to ruin this yeah. film. As in, because um, you, you're physically changing too much, and Ben Affleck's had to put his regime on hold until yeah. they wrap this film. Because mm. the director said, "I get where you come from. You have got to get this." You know, get underway. Yep, but you're bulking up really quick, so they've had to kind of tap it on the head. And, and go, he's, pl- he's playing just an just an average he's a, a, he's a suburban, suburban dad. dad. Yeah. So if you think him with Henry Cavill in Superman suit yeah. next to a chick who is, let's be honest, skinnier than me. Well, that's saying something, Steve. I should have been cast as Wonder Woman. Yeah, but well, I've no. got the body. You haven't got the legs, though. Well, but, I don't have the boobs. But I, I, I trust that... I do um, have a nice butt, too. I do trust that, that Zack Snyder has the eye for what yeah. he wants. Look, and, although, and, I, 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 at this stage, what, I can't see it. What they can do with costume and anything, yeah. whatever. Who knows what they can do. But honestly, I'm actually a little excited about it. Not in that way, but... She's more natural that way. Why does she have to have big breasts? Like, I don't want to sound like some perverted, misogynistic twat here, but, you know... No, like I said earlier, I think the idea of of what an Amazonian woman is, that's that's in everyone's mind. But is this going to be like when they cast Idris Elba as Heimdall in Thor... Where everyone was like, you can't cast a black person I, as I get a Norse that, but no, god. This, this is a bit and different. And you don't want to agree with the white supremacists, but you're like, they've kind of got a point. Like, Scandinavians weren't black, but then... Hmm. Oh, look, I know I'm getting all that, but you know, at the end of the day, it's an iconic character like... Like, I mean, Heimdall wasn't as iconic. iconic. Wonder Woman is an icon, okay? And, and you've got to yeah. stick and, to... And in this universe... Things have to look and appear realistic, much like the Batman Dark Knight series, right? Yep. Yeah. Now, you've got Superman who is buff, mm-hmm. right? You've got Batman who is buff. And if you've got a woman who is throwing, mini. Who is throwing trucks across the, the city, she can't look like, go, she can't look like go, an elf. That's right. She's meant to go toe-to-toe with Superman. Yeah. yeah. One of them, right? Physic- I, I understand. Her, she's got magic and, and, and such. Her, her against Henry Cavill? 
I don't see it. At the moment, I really don't see it. You know who, well, I, you know who I would have cast? Um, only the, yeah, she's tied to Marvel now, though. It's like DC, uh, to, to Disney. Jamie Alexander? No. No, she, cause she's not that, that tall either. Jamie oh, Alexander like, yeah. she, Although she is bigger than... Than her, than yeah, this other uh, gal, yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but anyway, who you know who I cast? Kobe Smolders. Go online, mm. check out Kobe Smolders dressed as Wonder Woman in the Wonder Woman outfit. And I, I think, think she she could she's, she could muscle up, but she's got the look. Well. I think we're starting to sound like all those pissy little um, trolls when Ben Affleck got cast. We're like, oh, we're picking apart the negative. But as you said, if Zack Snyder has seen something yeah. in here. I and trust him. I trust and him. I tr- and don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I would have gone in a different direction. But ultimately, I trust Zack Snyder. I'm sure she's probably going to go in the gym. She, she yeah. might come out of it. We might be very surprised. She might well, come out again, of it and go, if Ben oh, Affleck hell. has been told to stop bulking up yeah. for his role and he's doing that quickly, who's to say that in a month's time she's not being told and she, the same and, thing? And, yeah. and also in, in, in the Fast and Furious movie last night I watched, she has a uh, an accent which mm. is a very interesting accent. I couldn't place where she's from. So it could be. So it's, it's European of some sort. So, but, uh, yeah, European almost, uh, and and also a mix of maybe South America. So it sounds like it's a country that I've never heard of before. Which you so could do make, with uh, Theramascara. Yeah. So, so, so it, so it helps. Thema- Theramas- I always just call it Themyscira. Themyscira? Themyscira? Mosquito. Well, some of them are valid correct. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what, do you, what do you think? Let us know on the Facebook page. That's the yeah. big news right there. Um, now, news on an Australian level. It's good to see Aussie creators doing well. And Steve, yeah. good uh, news on, on our fantastic friends from Space Pirates. Yes, our good friends Matt Hottie and Caitlin Major from mm. Space Pirates fame uh, have been officially accepted to exhibit at... Drum roll, please. <laughs> San Diego Comic Con 2014. Good on them. That's fantastic. Because you know, unlike um, cons like Supernova in Australia or Armageddon or yep, yep. Comic Con where pretty much anyone can buy a table and rock up to mm-hmm. exhibit, San Diego's not like that. They, because, well, they went over to SPX, uh, Small Press Expo, Yep, and they, they have spoken to me about they want to do more conventions in America and stuff and try to do that circuit. So yeah. Yeah, San Diego, like that is the big one mm. that you know everyone rocks up to. That you expect, yeah, to get a table at that, that would be it's freaking awesome. That's freaking awesome. Pretty good on you. Awesome. Give them a cla- give them a round yeah. of applause. Uh, well, we are saying that. We also have to mention that from above. Issue number two has hit the printers. Uh, you Craig, guys are only mentioning this because you want another comic drawn about you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, wait! If I mention it, I'm in it too. Yay! <laughs> Craig did such an amazing job last time, yes. and uh, issue one top, you know, really good seller, great seller. Um, I'm surprised. And honestly, just even, an enjoyable book. Like, I'm surprised I ever see it on your shelves. Like, I've just seen that absolutely fly out the door. Yep, but it's it's done really well, and it's great to see number two heading off to the printers. Can't wait to get my hot. Uh, that in my hot little hands, and the other one I must just give now another when quick he does shout a digital version. Must give another quick shout out to uh, Winter City number seven from the Purcell brothers. Holy hell, that is flying out of shop yeah. and over fist. Awesome man! So that is really really good. Also, Saurav Del Rio has posted some images from his upcoming um, mm. all ages. All ages. Yeah. We, we saw really cool. uh, designs of this at um, Brisbane Super. I'm actually lucky. I've actually read through the script. Um, Saurav was kind enough to send me the script to read through and review, and it is freaking awesome. So I think. It'll be a top seller for some for, of those designs. Uh, parents really buying good. stuff for their kids, so uh, check it on out. And uh, it'll, yeah, go on to the, the Silver Fox Comics um, Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, check it and out and check out some of the images he's posted up there. Some of the villains, the bears, teddy bears in there, and all that kind of stuff. It's really good stuff. I'm, I'm genuinely excited for Sora Del Rio to be. He's going in a different direction. He's not zombies. He's, he said, "I want to do an all ages book." So Silver Fox is kind of branching off into a different direction there. Um, it's good, good on him. I just like the idea of villainous teddy bears. Uh, everyone does, mate. Everyone does. One of them's called Napoleon. I will say that. So that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty freaking awesome. Mm. Can I? Um, I, I come to tonight wanting to have a bit of a chat. Ginger, you want to chat? Everyone. I, I want to have. I want to have. I want to have an interesting chat with you, right? Mm. Todd and I talking to Steve. Todd and I and everyone at home listening now. We come up with an idea for a comic book years ago when we were in high school. Yes, God, that's a long time ago. Now we so we used to spend our lunch in the eighties. Now we, we hey, 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 nineties. <laughs> I um and, and, and it's such a you know a big thing to congratulate so many people in Australia that have have been able to publish their mm. own comics. Mm-hmm. It's always been a dream of ours to publish our own comic. Yes, 
Now, what's the logistics of publishing our own comic? Well, you've got you to have talent. Uh, yeah, well, no, no, that. no. <laughs> talent is subjective. Like, anyone, everybody has talent, yep. just depending on what. What you... I, I think when it comes to especially writing and creative pursuits, the, mm-hmm. it, the more things you need are perseverance, are determination, yep. courage, yep. because you're always going to look at your work and think, that's, that, that's not shit. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's their, their worst judge. And, and I could write something now and give it to you and I'll be like, oh, it's shit. Yep. You haven't even read it, but I'm already telling you, I'm the one who wrote it. I'm like, oh, it's shit, because there's, there's no courage in it. That's what you need. I know More. myself that I'm I'm a writer. I'm not an artist. Mm. I have not picked up a pencil since high school, right? And even back then, I was I was okay, but I wasn't that great. I never was never happy with my my pencil work Drawing or anything dongs like that. on all your notice books. Ha ha ha! Um, I can write. I'm good with dialogue and, and stuff like that. But I no, do notice I I usually fall into the category of comedy. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've got ideas for serious stuff. And and Ginge, yeah, we've been talking about. It. I I wrote a script. Yeah. Um, for a short film we're doing next year, which is a total departure for me. It, yes. it, it's, it's, it's a serious film. It's actually yeah. a bit sad. Yeah. This is transition. Transition. Um, and so I, I went off and I, I challenged myself. I remember saying to you, Jins, I was like, I'm fucking over just writing comedy all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I want to try there, there was There was something there that, that had been niggling at you. And, and I just went, went, I want I've to got an idea. I don't know how to how to pull it off, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. Yeah. And so I've, I've written it. And it's because I have notes in notebooks about, I've got three or four different comic series ideas that yep. I, and most of them are Australian based because mm-hmm. um, I but, you know, when I was writing these it's early 2000s yeah. um, there wasn't a lot of great Australian comics around mm. so I, I was thinking then would someone needs to write some Australian heroes and stuff like that so I've got the ideas there yeah. my problem today is A, time I don't have yeah. time to sit and write it B, I'm still struggling as to how to write them in a action adventure type of way like the dialogue um, because I'm used to writing comedy. Yes. And so I need to sit down, and I'll, I've proven I can do a departure from comedy. Yep, yep. The transition, I now need to do it in a comic format. But I'll tell you what, I've had a look at some comic scripts. It's different, too, to writing a short film yes. script, which mm-hmm. I'm so used to doing. Well, you've it. got plenty of books in your shop about how to write comics. Oh, I know. Don't, don't get me wrong. That, that's, <laughs> that, that stuff's there, and it's a great mm. guide. Like, there's the DC Guide I've to Writing Comics. Actually, there's a whole, like, they, they've got different ones. The DC Guide to Inking Comics, mm-hmm. Drawing Comics, Writing Comics, um... Lettering comics is yep. another one. Yep. Um, and you've got an overall the DC guide to creating comics. Mm. Yes, these are wonderful for people, to, young young people, old people, whatever fucking age group you are, I don't care to pick up and use as, as a guide. But the problem is, you still need to find something that suits you. Yeah, writing style. You know, like because you, you you know you fucking shoot off my scripts. My scripts don't always follow a traditional. Three, three act structure, yeah. That's right. But even the way I, I type them up and everything else, I don't yeah. necessarily not always follow coherent. <laughs> no, no Ginge, Ginge does double check them for me. Well, yeah, but 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 what I like is that we're actually giving it a go. Yeah, that's the and main thing. That's it. it. It's this is what I was saying before, like the perseverance and everything. It's also just the ability to go. You know what? I'm going to do this yeah. because. Well, it's not even ability, really. It's just the want to yeah. want to do this. Like I said, I'm not an artist. I, I've got images in my head, and this is the hardest. This is why film can be really, really good. Because it's easy for me to describe the image and you to shoot it, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I can't... I can, And I can help you with that. When it comes to putting something into a page, like, like visually, yep. I cannot... I cannot get 100% what's in my mind to the page and I can't even do that through an artist I, mm-hmm. I could go and get Jim Lee and say Jim here's a script sit down and draw it Jim Lee's rendition as cool as it would be yeah. will never be what's in my mind yes. and that's, that's, a, that's one of the big frustrations now, that irks me in terms of me off creating comics yeah now is that now is that more um, leaving it up to the artist to to well, do that's what the I've best seen. version of your in- yeah, and, information. And, and don't get me wrong. If Jim Lee drew it, oh my god, like fuck, I'd flip. You know, it'd probably be a best fucking seller because Jim Lee's doing it. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. it would never be a one hundred. What you imagine? What I'm yeah. but that's what I've seen before with some comic scripts. Like I remember going back to the Ultimates years ago. With the there was a scene with um. Uh, Captain America taking Ant Man outside the a Giant Man outside the pub to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. And I read the script for that. It was in the trade. Yeah. Mm. And he basically just said, yep, goes out, there's a construction site, da-da-da-da-da, yep. and left it up to Brian Hitch to completely imagine what it looked like. He just gave him the base. He gave him the dialogue. He you, gave him the basic settings like, oh, I, I kind of want this. As a writer, you've got you to be comfortable. You need to trust Yeah, you've got to be artist. comfortable giving that, like letting go 
yes. of this, you know, creation and saying, well, I want to share it with you and I want you to bring your interpretation on board, and, yep. which, which eventually I will do. I've talked to a few different artists about doing um, one of our, our, our ideas into a comics mm-hmm. series, probably mm-hmm. one shot. Mm. But the problem is, A, I've got to finish writing it. B, I've got to learn to let go from that. I can do it fine with a script because I trust Ginge wholeheartedly when it comes to shooting yep. a film script because Ginge and I think very similar, especially visually. Like Ginge, yep. we, we don't we mean? Like yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We're two peas in a pod when it yep. comes to that. So yep. I, I, I Ginge write... is a very visual person. This he is, is why he's my DOP. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that's the thing. Like, and Will uh, actually shout out here for a local boy. And also, mm, I was about Aussie. to mention Will McLaren. Will McLaren. Now Will is a great penciler himself. Yeah. But when it comes to doing circus, yep. Will decided I can't draw. Exactly what I, what, what I have in my head. Yeah. I want to give it over to someone else, yeah. explain it, and let them do their interpretation. And it which came is back even better than he imagined. Oh, it's fucking amazing! Um, he said, like he took exactly what I wanted and made it better. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's got brought an artist on board, uh, a Filipino artist, mm-hmm. and, and he's very talented. So speaking online, mind you, like it's not like they can just sit down at the table like we are right now and say, "Oh, okay, this is what I want." Oh, no, you can do it via emails. It's all via email. And, and so there was an incredible amount of trust in that. It is, and this is once again, this is something I haven't quite um, learned to de- learn to deal with. Yep. Um, to be able to do it. But I've got four or five different comic ideas going on in my head. We've got a couple more short scripts that yeah. I'd like to write. Do you think that like um, let's stay on the the art side of things? The yep. the, the thing that that we've come up with is that we know how to make things look good when it comes to film and photography. That's right. Yeah. Would a photo comic sell in Australia? Because there has been such a negative slant upon. Uh, using photography as, as a reference. Basis. Well, even as a reference. So if you're just chucking a photo in the panel, yeah. how's that going to go um, down? I can tell you now, like some of the comments, when I've floated this past a few people, where I've said, hey, you know, what if we, if we do a photo... <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty Holding much. Up crosses. Pretty much, if I, I've said, you know, if we do a photo comic, uh, what, what do you think of that? You know, like, so we go in and we do effects over the top of it. It yeah. looks... It's not just photos, with, yep. like with word balloons, but it's an effect. But yep. essentially, people posing and we add in different backgrounds. Like we do it all on green screen, obviously, yeah. and do back different good yep. backgrounds. And like, you know what the reaction from a lot of people have been? Well, it's not really a comic. How? Exactly. I said, it's well, still I said, a well, panel by com- panel. It's not, uh, no, with- do you know what they've said? It's not drawn. As in, you haven't whipped out the old pen and ink or, or, or whatever else, or even the digital tablet and physically drawn it. When is a comic... When does it have to be drawn? Like, I've seen... Okay, there was an artist on Daredevil years ago. Like, he he wasn't traditional style. He was based in a lot of photo. And his was all very artistic collage stuff. Yes. It was not your traditional panel by panel. Talk, which one it are you talking about? It was still a... Oh, it was, we're talking back uh, mid-2000s. Mid-2000s. It was either Alex Maleev or David Mack. He often drew the character um, Echo. She was the deaf chick who could... um mimic anything like if yeah. she saw someone playing a grand concert piano thing mm-hmm. she could just straight up and do it and yeah he had this artwork that you looked at these pages and it was like somebody just threw up a photo collage onto it in this very gothic grim look yes it wasn't panel by panel it was still a comic yep i you can get comics that are full pa- like the entire thing is two page spreads yes or you know, just tiny little panels. Like, what really defines something as a comic? Yeah, and 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 like I've been looking at that Sherlock Dark Detective. You know, it's a it's a it it looks like a photo, and it's it's warped and liquefied within yep. Photoshop, and looks and and I love the look of that, and I would love to do that as yep. a comic. You know, get people make costumes, make everything, props shoot it and liquefy people so they don't look like their regular selves. They look like a caricature of themselves. Yep. And therefore... I, you know, once again, let's put this out there to the, the listeners, the yeah. fans. If you're creators or you're just fans yourself, your readers, tell us, what do you... Do you is that a comic to you? Is, is you a photo a comic? comic a comic? Yeah. But see, now here's pl- the other there, question. There are plenty of photo comics out there. You were saying before, what does it take to publish a comic? What about the publishing? Do you go... Print? Do you go digital? Like, do you make this a web comic because it would be a lot cheaper and easier to do than having a print out? Well, that's right. That's another idea. There. Or, or, well, would it then be classified as just a web comic? A web comic. Will 
uh, are you making any money back from it? Yeah. From that, you know? Or are you what, just chucking what, it up on your Tumblr or your Facebook right. page? And just for the sake of doing it. Just yeah. for the hell of doing it. And what, um, I just want to quickly throw in there, it's Dave, it is David Mack, yep. um, American comic book creator. There. I remember seeing a shot of him. I feel like it was in a, the documentary behind-the-scenes stuff on the Daredevil DVD because they were talking. You know how they used to do this on the Marvel DVDs mm-hmm, that talk mm-hmm. about the history of history the character, of the character and they yes. talk to the artists and the writers and it actually showed him and his um, uh, artist board yep. was just fucking paint and everything yep. everywhere. I and just want to show you guys I, mean, I can't show it to the, the, the listeners out yeah. there but there's actually a piece here and it shows a an image from a, a Flaunt magazine dated yep. September 2005. Okay? He literally took that image and put it on the cover well, of New Avengers Secret Invasion he, tie-in. It literally was collage. He would cut out stuff That's and what he's put done. it on. Mm. It is, that is a dead rip uh, of from that photo from that, that magazine to the cover of New Avengers. Yeah. And all he's done is done paint effects over the top. And he's, but that's he's, it. Uh, that's multi, a like a, a multimedia. But the stuff I saw was he would actually cut out the image, put it on his page, and slather paint over yep. it. So he wasn't even drawing the character. Yeah. The character was there. He was just adding effects to it. Yep. He was still a comic how, artist. How is that different from what we're proposing? Yeah. One of the biggest th- uh, challenges that I'm thinking at the moment is what genre of comic do, mm. would Australian audiences or audience, comic audiences around the world want to read about? Do they want a superhero? Zombies is a big thing lately, although zombies seem to be lacking it's interest a, at the moment. Yeah, it's on the Sh- way down. Should it be comedy? Should it be action-adventure? You want to know, uh, he once again throw the old uh, retailer hat on. I can tell you um, wholeheartedly right now, um, at the moment, it's uh, superheroes. Yeah. Australia, the, the books we sell the majority of, uh, out of Australian comics, I'm saying, not, yes. not general mm-hmm. comics here. Yep. Australian comics, uh, anything with a superhero bent to it, is, is doing great. The zombies, you're right, the zombies are starting to tail off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people have, have hit the tail end of the zombie phase. Um, good, wholesome superhero stuff, like Paul Mason's Soldier Legacy, completely keeps selling out. It's yep. amazing. Winter City, another one. With a slight horror bend to it, Winter yep. City, sells out. It's fantastic. Um, Craig Bruins from above. Yep. Anything with a superhero in it? Superhero really and maybe, and well, what audience are we looking at? Are the audience going to be teenagers to forty at the, mo- actually, at the children? Moment, no, at the moment, uh, pretty much fifteen up. Yeah, is what we're noticing. Uh, well, when you moment. think like think of uh, Tom Taylor's The Deep. It's that's about an all, now. That's an all ages. It's book. an all ages. But don't but get me wrong. Okay, it's an all ages book. It is amazing, but it's a slow seller for us at the moment. It is. It, it when it first debuted, the first mm-hmm. issue, sold really good. Um, we've since restocked an issue two, volume two, I should say. Yep. Not as quick selling as volume one. Very surprising. And is that, that just based on the content? People are after superheroes. They so superheroes, a bit more mature content. Yeah, because they're not really they're not superheroes. They're underwater adventurers. Yeah, um, I, th- I, th- I think people are looking for for superheroes, and people so. and people want that mature content, mm. do they? Yeah. Well, now yeah. it's funny that you were saying that you and Todd used to talk about writing a comic in when you were in high school mm-hmm. because when Todd first opened and I worked at a local uh, fast food establishment, I used to bring Todd. Uh, lunch quite often. Yes. Free lunch. L- free, free lunch. I, I, I'm not going to name them because I could get in a lot of trouble. But I'd basically, you know, organise lunch, come down, hang out at the shop for 20 or 30 minutes. No wonder it was the size of a house now, back then. W- let's take into account that my job involved delivery. So I used to regale Todd with tales of my delivery exploits. Yes. Like getting the $300 tip one night from the completely drunk what? man. Yeah, yeah. He just kept slapping. I hope that wasn't me. They ordered about 60 pizzas over the course Shit. of five deliveries. He ch- tipped me 50 bucks each time yeah. until the last time where he basically made it up to 300 to the point where a woman grabbed the money out of my hand, said, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, bitch, please. He grabbed the money, thrust it at me, crash tackled her onto the ground and went, <laughs> run, run. <laughs> And then after I get back to work, yep. I had one more delivery to yeah. Birkenwills Hotel. Yep. And we were told never go in, like if the doors open. Yes. But I'm banging and banging. The doors ajar. No one's answering. I can see these feet on a bed through a mirror. Mm-hmm. And I walk in. There is a guy. He must have been at the same wedding that these people, pre- previous people had been from. Yeah. Because he is fully suited up, <laughs> face down starfish on the floor. Yeah. His incredibly attractive girlfriend or fiance or something is completely butt naked, starfish face up on the bed. <laughs> I, I had people drop um, nightgowns 
uh, because they apparently didn't have enough money for certain extras that they'd ordered and <laughs> said, you know, can we sort out something? <laughs> can can we so, play with the fairy checkbook? Can I just so add in there? I used to tell in. Todd... Did you guys see Paul Abstruse's update this week? No. no. He had never heard of the term pink for ink <laughs> to tattoo us, right? <laughs> And where where women trade sexual favors like for tattoos, for gas. but a couple of of quick witted guys got on there and said, uh, as long as it's not stink for ink, then you're well and truly fine. <laughs> so uh, it's nice to know that even guys, mad cat guys like Paul Abstruse, no, are innocent when it comes to certain things yeah. like that. But I used to tell Todd about the stories when I'd come down and have lunch with him, and yep. so we started the idea of basically tales of the. I'm just going to fucking say it. Tales of the Pizza Delivery Driver. Yep. And it would be just random thing. Like, it would just follow the life of this guy as he'd go on deliveries and just all the weird shit that happened. And you'd exaggerate it a yes, bit. Yes, But we used to talk about um, having that comic back in, what, 2004? Yep. You and I yeah, created a, a superhero character in um, high school. Um, mine, I still have the original sketch by a friend of ours back in high school, um, mm. Sean Mackin. Yeah, actually, I still have that original sketch. He was a, he was an artistic friend of ours. He could draw awesome superheroes. Yep. And I actually looked back at that sketch not that long ago when I moved house. Yeah. And uh, I looked at it and went, "Holy shit, it still holds up today." But that character, I won't go into the character because maybe one day I'll bring that back. I don't want anyone else stealing the idea. Um, I, I looked at it and went, "Holy shit, I wouldn't mind dusting that off and just playing around with that." Yeah. But. Oh, man, that was what nineteen ninety four, ninety five. Yeah. We created that character. Yeah. Because yep. you actually, had, I created one. You created another one. Sidekicks. We, yeah. We were going to team them up. Mm. You created. They weren't. Si- they weren't sidekicks. <laughs> they weren't sidekicks. No, they were no. equal. They were partners. Yes, yes. They were good mates. Yep. Yeah. What you saying? What, sidekicks aren't and, equal. And, and no, what, they're not. No, they're, they're lower. <laughs> and what we did is because uh, their alter egos were based on our own names, but we did it as though. Uh, our mother's maiden name, yeah. and also the alternate name that we would have been called as a kid. Oh, like your girl name? No, 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 no. Uh, like, like the second choice. Like my name's Wade, uh, yeah, yeah. but my parents have since told me that they were going to call me Parker. Oh, really? And my mum's maiden name is Raymond, so yeah, the name of my character Parker. was going to be Parker, Parker Raymond. Raymond. I can't remember what mine was. What did I use my middle name? Wasn't it like like Tim Timothy Sims? I can't remember. Well, uh, okay. I know well, Sims was the last name. I, ha- I have no idea name. what my alternate alternative name, alternate yep. name was, but yep. I can if I went by uh, middle name and yep. mate, mum's maiden name, it'd be Edward Cath. Well, there Edward Cath. There you go. So that's your, that's how you Edward Cath, the ego. pizza delivery boy. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. But anyway, there we go. I guess we should say to to the the listeners out there, um, tell us, hey, would you create a comic? Do, you know what? What do you see? As, what do you want to see? Yeah. See as a comic. Um, as an Australian, what do you prefer to read if you're reading an Australian comic book series? Do you like superheroes, zombies, action, horror, and, comedy? And, and is it like like uh, films? Australians want to watch American films. They don't want to watch. They don't Australian want to films. see the Sydney do Opera House. In every fucking do, shot. Do, yeah, do you want to see oh, okay, well, Australia in Australian comics? I will briefly say this. Um, this is one of the reasons why one of the, the, the uh, stories I, I came up with mm-hmm. is set in a fictional Australian city um, that does not exist. As in, you know, like with DC, you always have Metropolis and Gotham Metropolis and, 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 yep. and Coast City and everything else. I went, I like that idea because that you can go totally. The crazy. architecture can be the anything. architecture can be anything. Any, you know, anything can happen. That's from so Marvel. It's set in New York. You've got to keep it set in New that's York. That's right. Um, whereas me, I went. Here's a fictional city set in the middle of Australia, essentially yep. the outback. It's this massive city, um, and, and I created that on purpose so that I wasn't tied to having shots of the Sydney Opera House or yep. the fucking Story Bridge in Brisbane. And or, I must admit, but you that's, why, that's why I didn't enjoy Mission Impossible too. Because oh, it felt God. like it was Tom Cruise doing a love letter to, to Australia. Australia. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I loved the first one because it's based in Prague and all these European countries that I've never seen. Yeah. But it just looks way different from anything I've ever seen. Yeah. When you tell me that this nuclear chemical lab is on an island... In Botany Bay, I'm going. No, it's not. That's the same island that is is. <laughs> oh, they that's called hey, There's Kirribilli House. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. Uh, it, it just Prime to me, in on this shit. To me, it doesn't feel real because no. I know it's not. Yeah. But if you base it anywhere in the world, I don't know about it. Yeah, but do you think people in Prague kind of look at their films like, well, oh, there's another yeah. one based in uh, Prague? Probably, probably. So the moral of this story is. 
always said something in a fictional place. Maybe. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, we're going to uh, we want your feedback, so yeah. make sure you do leave your feedback there for us. Guys, you got anything else to wrap up before we head off? Uh look, just one thing quickly. Christmas is coming up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um I know you guys are going to be getting me something for Christmas because, well, <laughs> I'm happy really? with anything. And there was this article the other day on, I believe it was Comics Alliance, that was the 10 um, Christmas things not to get a geek. Mm-hmm. That geeks the geeks would w- hate. The wor- worst Christmas. Worst Christmas gift. Oh, I don't even think it was worst Christmas gifts. It's it was worst just geek gifts. Worst holiday gifts oh, okay. for comic book readers, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I just... And, uh. and and as soon as someone pointed this out to you, that you would love to get some. I would of the love items to get so, this Okay, number ten, a mm-hmm. stack of random back issues. I'm sorry. You know but what? That'd be actually pretty. That would cool. be awesome because you might pick up a title that you've never read before and go, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" Uh, number nine, the Almighty Thor and Atlantic Rim on DVD. You know the Asylum versions of yes. like Pacific Rim and Thor. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Sharknado, <laughs> bitches. Uh, number eight, yes, I will cut a bitch. Batman Crocs. <laughs> I would kill someone. <laughs> Number seven, Big Bang Theory merchandise. Hey. I can kind of see it. I, I used to love the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's terrible. No. Uh, number six, bootleg toys. Yes. I, I would love if someone gave me a bootleg Batman. Oh, yeah. Dude, if you got me a bootleg Green Lantern, I wouldn't yeah. be sitting there going, oh, fuck, he got me a bootleg. I'd be sitting there going, fuck, yeah, he got me Green Lantern. He knows me. It's the yeah. thought that counts. Yeah. Uh, number five, the Mona Lisa of comic art. It's this uh, Batwoman, oh, not Batwoman, Catwoman print that mm-hmm. costs like 50 grand. Yeah. Bitch, if I'm the only one that owns that in the world, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, I want that. If you want to spend that much money on me, I'm willing to take it. Uh, this is one Emily said that I would love. Number yep. four, a Tom Hiddleston sex pillow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just dropping hints here, boys. Uh, number three, new 52 Omnibus. Yeah. I feel this is like the back issues. Yeah, it had its problems, but you might find a title in there that you're like, holy crap, that's a really good book. Yep. I'm going to continue reading this. Yep, yep. Number two, I cannot agree with this elitist prick who wrote this. Superman Earth One. He didn't like Superman Earth One. It all his only re, re, yeah, his read only out. explanation is for more information. Please see my full review. Not safe for work. And you click the link, and it takes you to a clip from Spinal Tap. Yep. Or this is Spinal Tap. Yes. Where the review that one of their albums got was simply two words: "shit sandwich." I'm sorry, I cannot agree with that. Superman Earth One made me love Superman. Mm. And number one. Marvel Comics Monopoly. Because according to him, he hates Monopoly. I hate Monopoly. Everyone hates Monopoly. Well, I'm sorry, but that, that guy there, I don't agree with you. I think Monopoly's Monop- I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the, the little shoe and, and, and card have, have sold a shitload around yep. the world mm. for a lot of years. I, out of that, I can't... I, the only thing on there that I agree with are the Batman Crocs. He's yeah. an elitist geek. That's all he is. Yeah, so... But I'm just dropping hints there, guys. Number four. Okay. Tom Hiddleston sex pillow. Um, Christmas we'll see what we can dig up, Steve. Yeah. We'll see what we... Ginger, we are not getting him a sex pillow. <laughs> I think we should uh, get sex pillows with our own faces embroidered on the For pillow. the sidekicks? That's yeah. a great idea, Ginger. I like it. I'm mm. going to love it. It'll sell out. Anything from you, big fella? No, that's all the week in review. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us tonight, Steve. Geek of all trades, Mr. Muller there. Don't even let me say my own name, no. but okay. Oh, well, that's right. I forgot at the start. Well, we yeah, gotta- <laughs> I'm, I'm covering for you, Steve. <laughs> Ginge, where can people find our stuff? Facebook.com forward slash GeekSpeakTV, YouTube.com forward slash GeekSpeakAustralia, at GeekSpeakAU, and GeekSpeakAU at gmail.com. That's right. We've only got probably another podcast to go before we wrap up for our Christmas break. We are in the studio uh, filming some stuff yep. ASAP, uh, like a special Christmas mm-hmm. video. Yep. Uh, but we will only have another. We're taking a couple of weeks break over the Christmas New Year period. I know you'll all kind of you know dread missing us for a couple of weeks, but we will be back and bigger the, the, later on then. This is number 17. Six. Six. So, uh, yeah. Go back, to, go back to issue 38 and, and listen, listen again. On. So, there you go. Um, anyway. That, that, that was our geeky award winning podcast. Too. 37, I think. Sorry. Something like that, along those lines. One yeah. of those numbers. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, Steve. You're welcome. Ginger, always a pleasure, old son. Wake up on Pots and Pans. I've been your host, Todd Bailey. You've been listening to Geek Speak Live, Australia's number one pop culture podcast and TV series. Stay geeky.